Welcome to Asbury Pod with Amy Quinn and Joe Walsh. This week, we welcome New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal, here to tell us about the state's response to COVID and how it affects us here in Monmouth County. Welcome, Vin. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the Deputy Mayor of the City of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. Welcome, everybody. It's April 15th. You're on Asbury Pod. We've continued to suspend the rule of no drinking for me. (laughs) Um, So thank you all for continuing to suspend that rule. Um, And we're welcoming back Joe. Hello. Welcome back me. Yeah, Joe. And we have missed you, Joe. Do you want to talk at all a little about the trauma you've undergone? Yeah, my mother passed away uh, last Friday oh, uh, or two Fridays ago. So, um, quite an interesting time to for that to happen. You know, um, um, you know, she had been not from COVID, uh, thankfully, but uh, my mom had end stage Alzheimer's and was in hospice. We went into hospice right before the state lockdown. It was quite a challenge. So the last couple of weeks have been uh, tough. So harder on my sister for whom my, you know, my mom was at our house, but you know, we don't have to talk up about that. So that's why the last couple of weeks I haven't been around and um, you know, in uh, unpaid intern, Ed sat in, did a great job. And um, yeah, one week. And um, so we're back. I had to think of really smart, interesting, long-winded questions while you were gone. <laughs> so people felt like you were there. Right, so, which I know you hate those. Right? Oh. <laughs> I like so, short yeah. questions about lesbian content. Good. So we're here today with Senator Vin Gopal, who is taking time out of his day to get Asbury Pod listeners up to date on what's going on with the state. And also to talk to us a little bit about um, what's up in the stimulus package and all of that. So I'm going to get right into it, Vin. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So we did, uh, I I put a little kind of call out asking people what kind of questions they wanted to talk to about. um, And you know, Asbury, uh, obviously. So one of the, one of the things in Asbury or one of the groups, rightfully so that are freaking out are businesses um, because Asbury is not, not full of any sort of real corporation businesses. It's all kind of mom and pop stuff and small numbers of employees, restaurants, movie theaters, glass blowing. So uh, one of the questions we got for you are why are community banks having so much difficulty getting funds for the relief effort? And do you want to do an overview of kind of what's happening at the state and then that, and then we can go into questions. Sure. So um, thank you guys for having me, Uh, Joe. Sorry for what you're going through. Um, I can't imagine not being able to grieve so uh, in person. So I'm really, really sorry for what you're going through. Um, So, you know, we are averaging now about three, the last two to two days, about 350 deaths uh, per day. Um, The state department of health has three different models that they're looking at to see when the peak is going to happen. Um, a best case scenario is this week. A worst case scenario looks to be mid to end of May. Um, so you know, can I just ask you, I think sure. that is like such a good question, Vin, because I feel like every time there's a different peak when I, when I, when I listen mm-hmm. to the news and I can't figure out if it's like a different peak for New Jersey, a different peak, like, or is the number, are the numbers changing like so fast that that's why the peak changes? It was like April 9th, April 11th, April 18th. Yeah. 
uh, a yes to all the questions. It's absolutely a different peak for different locations, but there's also different models of this because this is this, this, the strain of this virus and the virus overall is so new. Um, what they've done is they've kind of set up modeling for different, different, um, different pathways that this could take. Um, the most important piece in all this is kind of hospital capacity to make sure you have enough ventilators, you have enough beds to make sure even if someone is having a child or a heart attack or God forbid anything else, that there's enough hospital capacity while this is happening. So it looks like the last couple of days have been increasing while, but hospitalization has been going down, which is a good thing, but deaths are increasing. Um, we're at uh, over 3,000, I believe. Uh, or, or close, uh, I think it was like 2,800, 2,900 at last count, um, who have died in New Jersey. Um, the last seven days in New York have been about averaging about 700 to 750 dying every day. Um, every study, including one from Rutgers recently, has shown that if we haven't taken these aggressive social distancing steps, we would be in much worse shape right now. Um, and uh, really how bad this, this virus is, is... Um, is, I'm sorry, I'm asking my wife if she can quiet down a little downstairs. Um, What's up, Doc? Tells her we said hi. <laughs> I hear her, uh, it's distracting, I apologize. So we, um, we need to uh, really make sure that our hospitals have the capacity and that's what's most important. So um, that's really what, why the peak is so important whenever it happens that we have that ability. The other problem here is that it's kind of like every state is on their own. So New Jersey is competing with New York, is competing with Illinois for protective equipment and ventilators when really it should have just been done nationally and FEMA should have just done this. So maybe we would have been competing with other countries. So there's been real situations where New Jersey has bid on stuff, even like hospital beds and equipment, and another state would beat us out because the vendor would just keep bringing the price up. There's going to be a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking, uh, and hopefully we get around all that. Um, with, that with that, I really think Governor Murphy's done a really good job. He's been really aggressive. Um, you know, ideal situation would have been, in my opinion, a national shutdown for a few weeks and we could have gotten through this, but because it's state to state, it makes it harder. Uh, when the economy gets reopened, it's, it's going to be important that it happens really slowly. The worst thing that could happen is you, you open it up, uh, you open it up and the death toll starts skyrocketing and you got to shut everything down again. And that would be awful for restaurants and businesses and everybody else. So the idea is you take the faucet, you open a little, a little, maybe day one looks like everyone does mandatory temperature checks coming in uh day two looks like um you know restaurants open but you can only have a certain number of tables and then you have to really monitor where any spikes are happening if any with that comes mass testing um we're doing a little better uh there's there's a company called abbott that just got new jersey 15 tests which are four hour tests they're pretty quick they're also looking at an eight minute test so the more rapid testing we can do, um, the better it is. Um, so that will make life easier. And then obviously long-term is going to be a vaccination. Even the president has said that in the next year, that's gonna really be key in, in uh, making sure that this doesn't happen. I had a constituent who was not showing any symptoms. She was a healthcare worker. Her grandmother is hospitalized and her uh, grandfather is on a ventilator. Grandmother should be okay, but she was asymptomatic. She didn't have any symptoms. So this is just such a dangerous virus that, um, you know, we're just trying to listen to even, even the folks that are, that are critical over closing the parks and, and some of these other things. I mean, I'm, I'm really just trying to trust medical experts who have a lot more information than I do at the Department of Health who feel that these steps are, are necessary to save as many people as possible. Um, opening the economy back is, is going to be important. Um, the PPP application, which is a SBA federal program, is a really good program. Hopefully, um, if they, they're close to running out, and if anybody who lives in Asbury Park um, is a business owner. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of restaurants in Asbury in recent weeks. Um, if they need any help with the application, please reach out to my office or, or I can, I'll give you my personal email or cell, just call me. Um, we've been working with a lot of restaurants on that. Um, it's, it's a good program because it's 75%, uh, as long as you spend on payroll, is 100% forgivable. So it's not even a loan, it's more of a grant. Um, and the federal government is looking to do a second wave of that, which will be really good. Um, right now, the holdup is the uh, Democrats in Congress are trying to 
while they support the PPP loan, they also are trying to get money for state and local government, which is really important. Um, I was on a conference call today, Amy, with uh, with your mayor, who re-emphasized the importance of making sure that in any future uh, in any future deals, to make sure that funds come to the county and local level, which is really important, because if your budgets, if local towns like Asbury and Red Bank, Long Branch, their budgets get shot, then it's taxes have to get raised, and that's not good for anybody. So the state can't create money, the local government can't create money. The only one who can create money is the federal government. So we rely on them for relief. The first federal stimulus plan really wasn't good, and New Jersey did not do well off that plan. We essentially got the same amount of money as as like Nebraska. That would have been like after Superstorm Sandy, all 50 states getting the same money, but not based on need. And that's what happened again here. And we really stressed that with our federal delegation, everybody to say, New Jersey, New York, these are hotspots and we need to get real resources in here because uh, we already got hit with the $10,000 tax deduction cap. So all these things are important. I've, I've kind of gone on a rant, but I hope, I hope that covers some of the thought process of what's happening right now. Ben, I have two, two quick follow-ups on, on that. And so in, when you were talking about the testing, um, when you're talking about the testing, there's the testing to determine if you're currently infected. And I think the long-term there's the second, like the antigen testing to see if you've currently well, but had been effective. Has the state, <clears throat> has the state been talking about that second level of testing, antigen testing, and also, this, the second thing is um, for someone who's not, uh, you know, some of our listeners, you know, we may not know exactly uh, what PPP means. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, um, it's the protective payment plan. I believe that's what it stands for. I, I would have to, I can Google that quick, but it's a, it's a program put out by the SBA, the small business administration at the federal level to basically give relief for businesses. Um, essentially what the federal government is doing is saying, Hey, look, if you keep your payroll and you try to make a sincere effort in hiring everybody back, we will give you two and a half months of your payroll. So if your payroll year is a hundred thousand dollars, we will give you 25,000. And as long as you're using that 25,000 on your payroll for the next two and a half months, it's, you don't have to pay any of it back. So it's probably the best program that's out there, uh, right now. For businesses. Uh, there's also a number of other programs. Um, EDA, obviously expanding unemployment. I'm sorry, the other good thing about that PPP program is it applies to independent contractors. So photographers, graphic designers, all those industries that may not necessarily have ever paid into unemployment would be eligible also. So I have two. Uh, testing, absolutely. We, we just have to, all of the above. And I trust that the Department of Health is, is trying to take those steps to, to expand testing as much as possible. If we don't want to be dealing with this for, for months, if not years, and the only way out of it is testing. So I'm just going to say a couple of very quick comments to the Monday morning quarterbacking. One, I was critical of Murphy at the beginning, and I think he's really, really done a great job since. Once he kind of pulled the trigger, he really pulled the trigger, and I thought did such such a great job. And created really uniform policies. But I did an interview today with Channel 12 because they're asking us, you know, how the city's doing. And most people know that we were, you know, on transitional aid for 20 years, getting $20 million. And um, as much as we get beat up about parking, parking's the parking revenue is really the thing that got us off. We had like 6 million last year. And we've suspended parking and, and we're not getting waves of people in Asbury anyway, but um, we're slated to lose a million by Memorial Day in, in, not, in not having any paid parking, which then affects the entire budget in also factoring in our, our school boards losing a ton of money. So, mm -hmm. so I think um, the, the effects of the pandemic, like on a local level, at least trying to explain to people like, listen, losing a million bucks in parking by Memorial Day weekend is, is a problem, right? It's a problem we're budgeting for, but it's a problem. Um, and I was also going to say, and Vin, you, you were very, very supportive um, and helpful. When we declared the state of emergency and we were the first time in Monmouth County, we got a tremendous amount of grief. People were like, you're overreacting, blah, 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 blah. And I think to your point, I would much rather overreact and have more people alive than underreact and you get to go to dinner at Porta. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, to all your points, uh, I think uh, I would agree with you on the governor. I think because of the leadership you and the mayor and the city of Asbury Park took and other municipalities, it it helped a good deal. Um, I remember texting pictures to the governor of the Asbury Park boardwalk being like, is this is this social distancing? Because um, it was really just out of control. And um, this is really a time for people to come together to do what's in the best interest of those who are most vulnerable, not only our seniors, but people that have, you know, I think about my dad who's 73 and has diabetes and works in a, in a hospital and is going every day. And with the hope that he's not seeing any patients there, but that, that there's a, those are the folks that are most vulnerable or uh, that's how bad this virus is and, and it's new. So we have to do a lot of research. Um, I think because of the leadership that Asbury and Red Bank and these other towns took, it helped put the state in a position where we've seen a dramatic amount where the strong majority of New Jerseyans are social distancing. And as a result of that, um, will be, is going to be better for everybody. I mean, the fact that we only had 350 people die today, I hate to say that only 350 and that sounds callous and horrible to even phrase it that way, but it could have been way worse. It could have been way higher if we didn't take some of these precautions. Budgeting is going to be a really big issue. We were successful before COVID-19 off a corporate tax that I sponsored on uh, the corporations. Basically, any corporation in New Jersey got a huge uh, tax cut from the Trump administration of 24% tax cut. I did a a 4% increase on that where they were still up 20%. Um, to basically get 50 million in emergency funds for school districts that lost funding. Asbury was going to be a, a direct benefactor. And in full disclosure, we were planning with the commissioner and superintendent a press conference in Asbury schools before COVID-19 to talk about how Asbury was going to benefit from this 50 million. Obviously, all of that is now on hold because the state is beyond bankrupt and our budget's not till September. I have a feeling that well past this crisis, when it's over, whenever it's over, um, we will be dealing with the economic situation for municipalities and businesses for long to come in every way possible. You know, certainly, at Rutgers, uh, I'm a Rutgers University employee. You know, the fiscal news we're getting through the grapevine is pretty dire. That could last for years um, to to rectify. So, you're, you know, the, the downstream effects of these interruptions are pretty um, catastrophic you know, across the board. Mammoth too, right? I don't know. There's a Situation, but you know, all the universities and community colleges are, are going to, and uh, you know. Monmouth University president, hopefully he'll be a model for the rest of the state. Pat Leahy did a cool thing. He cut his salary by 25% and all the department heads by 10% uh, mm-hmm. with an announcement that they're going to move that to protect employees' salaries. So hopefully other universities do. I don't know if the Rutgers coach is going to do that, but hopefully others will do that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, his he, doesn't, funding- he doesn't need his cool $9 million or whatever. Yeah. Well, his funding comes from different spots, right? So it's hard to figure out what would affect him directly. Yeah, but no, but I, I am a season ticket holder and agree. <laughs> That's how I'm on both uh, sides. Only, of- only because there's no basketball being played. That's the only reason I'm right. suggesting. Yeah, or so, football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, Amy. All right. All right. We're going to, then I'm going to start to get to some questions. Um, Community bank. They (laughs) appear to be having difficulty getting funds for the relief effort. Any thoughts on that? Um, So as I'm sure you know, the New Jersey Senate, as is the Asbury Park uh, Council is part-time to no time. Um, So I have a full-time job. I use a community bank uh, and I didn't have any problems. I did hear this. Um, I'm actually hearing more problems from like Bank of America and Wells Fargo and some of the bigger ones. Um, if, again, if anybody would like to, to email sengopal at njleg.org or email me or message me privately, I'm happy to connect you. Um, many of the community banks I've spoken to, as long as you're willing to move your bank accounts to them, they're happy to fill the PPP application for you. Um, just so you know, the banks do not make much to any money on this PPP process because the interest rate is so low from the federal government. So their incentive is to do it for customers. Um, but I haven't heard if, if anyone's having problems with their bank, please let me know. The only ones I've heard have been Wells Fargo and Bank of America. And what are the problems people are having with Wells Fargo and Bank of America? Uh, they're just not responsive, trying to submit. They're saying, you know, we're not going to submit your application for you. Um, you know, things like that. Who could have foreseen Wells Fargo being caught multiple times defrauding their customers would be a bad actor in this sense. Yeah. You wouldn't think that you get a huge bank bailout. Why would you be responsive? Right. right. 
All right, I'm gonna keep going. So one question we got is Cory Booker put out a small booklet to help business owners understand the multitude of challenges because there's so many different opportunities. Does the state have any thoughts on ways to help business owners understand how to distinguish between all the varying opportunities available for relief? And I will tell you as somebody who's on these webinars, the business webinars, it's it, it's overwhelming for me to understand all the either grants or loan opportunities and what I should be applying for and like what's step one, what's step two, what step three, any chance that there's either currently exists or soon to exist ways to simplify and streamline the process? Sure. And this actually was a question. I did a, a Zoom this morning with a bunch of business owners uh, from Red Bank, but one of them actually was in, had a business in Asbury and Red Bank. And she asked me this exact question uh, because the federal website has different than the state and the county. So we're going to uh, do a website very soon. I'm hoping next 48 hours that will be for Asbury Park businesses that really lists every opportunity you can do. And we'll make sure we promote that widely. So there's one website that you can go to. But the, and the advice seems to be to do grants over loans. So you should be applying for grants first, then loans. But if you apply for a loan and then a grant comes out after, can we? Is there is there something for that business owner to 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 figure that out? So uh, depends on the program, and okay. um, it depends on if you need a loan. A lot of businesses, the loan doesn't help because they have to pay it back, and they're right. going to prefer the grant. So. All the loan program programs we're looking at are 0% interest. That's the hope. Um, and uh, Delaware put out a restaurant and hospitality loan program that we kind of copied that's 0% interest. You apply, you've got to pay it back. Um, so we're, we're trying everything possible. Uh, I do feel that after this is all over, we're going to still industry by industry have it to do different things. And what advice would you give a small business owner who hasn't heard back from their bank about payroll protection or other financial assistance? Depends on the bank. Again, please reach out to our office. Some of the bank, if it's been a couple of days like Chase and TD, that's understandable. If it's been more than five or six days, that's a problem. Let me know. I am I'm more than happy to reach out to the bank on your behalf at the highest levels and say what, what's happening. Um, Look, as we know in all these situations, especially with unemployment right now at the Department of Labor, they have the same payroll that they had a month ago, but they have about 100 times the cases right now. So just trying to work with them to, to be responsive. Joe, you want to go through yours, your stuff? Well, I, um, I think we covered some of these indirectly, but I had a question um, you know, you mentioned the problem with the care at the first round of the, the, the fiscal stimulus. And that was one of my questions. Like, the CARES Act provides for one-time stimulus payment, but the lockdown could continue for quite a while. So what do we do next month? But then today I saw that there was like some there plans floating for a second round of funding and even the Democratic, um, um, the House Democrats were floating a proposal for a monthly stipend. And so that sort of um, answered uh, or provides a sense of what might happen down the road. But do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I think we're going to need a lot more than two stimuluses. I think it's going to be yeah. multiple stimuluses and our deficit is going to increase, but it is, it is what it is. People's livelihood are damaged for the near to long future and government. There's, I think there's no better time than now. I get so frustrated when I get an email or call saying, you know, this is communism, open up the government, this and that. We have a, a system where, um, we need to protect our most vulnerable. That's why we have police. That's why we have military. That's why we have certain government services. And we're in that situation now. There's no more important role for government than to, to make sure that someone who's on unemployment or someone who doesn't have food or health care, that they have it right now. So I would expect multiple stimuluses. I think that uh, in addition to the PPP replenishment small business, this next stimulus, my hope uh, in talking to our congressman in Asbury Park, uh, Frank Colon, is that this stimulus includes support for our municipalities, our towns, our counties, state, and, and hospitals as they're uh, burdening a lot of costs. One of the things, Vin, I'm getting a lot of, and we have a we have a maybe two or three pretty big developers, Carter, iStar, Madison. So a lot of a couple of emails I'm getting, you know, I think the governor has been great about residential um, rents and and or mortgages, right? Like holding off on that, but the commercial ones are um, 
are uh, obviously getting hit with your rent is due, you're downtown, you're, you know, it's a lot of square footage They're They haven't been open and they're super duper stressed out. So just in terms of like commercial rents, is there, is there, is there some thought going into what we could do for commercial properties? Yeah, there's a few bills going through um, right now um, on that issue. We're hoping um, in our conversations with the governor's administration, EDA, uh, as recently as yesterday, Monday, that uh, something's going to be coming out soon is the hope. Uh, Related to that topic, we've gotten a lot of calls and emails asking about delaying property taxes. The problem with doing that is that we have school districts in some towns that rely on payroll with their property taxes. So I had one school district who literally told me, if we delay the May 1st uh, property taxes, they will not be able to pay their teachers because that's how tight of a budget they are. So we're trying to figure out things on that, on, on maybe uh, making it based on need only. So if you're a resident and you can show proof that you have lost your economic situation as it relates to COVID-19 and you literally can't pay your property taxes, maybe to waive interest or waive a piece. So we're trying to navigate that piece and in relation uh, for those commercial landlords that are going through a difficult time seeing what we can do to kind of assist them also. And if you had to, I, I, know, I know your wife, Christina, gave me a website that's fantastic, but if you had to give people like the best sites to go to to get information about either business or just anything COVID related, what would you say is the best website? Um, hold on one sec, I'll tell you. Let me just type it in, make sure it's okay. Yeah. It's covid19.nj.gov is the website that we all use. It's State of New Jersey's website. Again, that's covid19.nj.gov. It has every up-to-date thing that's happening as it relates to businesses, to unemployment, to employees, et cetera, and daily press releases on every executive order. So a couple of businesses in town that have, I guess it's less, and I don't know a lot about the, other than going on these webinars and getting overwhelmed like everybody else. The businesses in town who have a small number of employees, like less than 10, there's um, relief for them in the form of grants and loans? Yeah, the PPP program. Even if they're a business of one, they're eligible. Okay. Okay. And again, you, if anybody needs help, they, they, I'll ha happily help them over the phone or email, assuming they live in Asbury Park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so many hours in a day. Yeah. And can you go into a little bit about what's going on with the PPE uh, in terms of our healthcare facilities? I know you mentioned early on that, you know, we're competing against other towns, other states, other countries to get it. Um, so we have a number of people in town and as you know, with VNA and, and healthcare providers in town, um, is there anything our residents can be doing to help with the PPE issue? So, you know, it's going to be part of that larger Monday morning quarterbacking I mentioned earlier. It's sad that there's one of the richest and most powerful countries that we're struggling to get masks and gloves for nurses and healthcare workers. It's pretty scary. Um, we've been doing a little better. Donations have been coming in. Um, one of the things we've urged the governor and EDA is to probably think about it, if this is going to be a long-term problem, to think about a state manufacturing plan to create some of this. Um, many people have been awesome in creating masks, sending food to Jersey Shore Medical Center, or to the VNA in Asbury, or any of these places. I think all of that stuff helps. Anything people can do. Um, donating gloves, donating masks. If you see price gouging going on, making sure it's reported. I had someone tell me today that there's a facility Neptune selling surgical masks for like $20 each. I mean, we want to try to stop all that stuff and, and focus on making sure that these nurses and EMTs and, and cops and firemen have all the resources they need. And so that's kind of what's most important at this point. Yeah, I would say my, my experience with the, uh, the hospice in the last couple of weeks is that the hospice workers are great and they're going from house to house to house with just a mask when in fact they probably need to, you know, um, you know in, in addition to the surgical mask, but like the face shield, they probably need a wider range of things to do their service. So they're pretty fearless going into people's houses um, doing their work, but you um, there seems to be a lag in avail uh, availability of these things. I just want to bring up the Vingopal Civic Association. You just raised $25,000 to help the purchase of PPEs. Um, or at least so I read. Is that, is that, is that correct? 
Yeah, so what we're doing, and uh, Asbury was definitely a benefactor, we just kind of got frustrated, um, our board, uh, a couple weeks ago, because all our volunteer squads don't have enough PPE or police department. So we went out, we bought it, and of course it was a little expensive because we're dealing with um, low quantities. So people are obviously marking up the price that's coming from China and different places. So we're trying at minimum to get our police officers, our, our first aid squads, uh, we're up to about 40, 45,000 we've raised um uh some some really awesome people that have that have helped out uh including uh asbury parks uh, engineer tnm has been a really good resource as, as well as a number of other people who've, who've helped to uh to try to get supplies and when i talk to talk to these volunteer responders like as you know most of our squads here are volunteer and and they raise all their money and they got a fundraise and it's it's really hard so um, gloves, hand sanitizer, masks, surgical, K95, all this stuff is, is really important. And now we're seeing a huge need as the cases are rising in assisted livings and senior facilities. Um, now many of those nurses and, and CNAs are kind of nervous because they're dealing with COVID-19 patients and they don't have proper, proper equipment. Um, and then they got to go back to their families. I noticed, uh, Vin, you were talking about the, the local EMT. So you were an EMT. I was yep. stalking you before this. So I was, um, I'm sorry. I found some. Uh, you know, the, the, could you, uh, you, given your experiences in EMT, and maybe this is too complicated, you know, what are the challenges an EMT uh, um, staff are facing in, the, in, in, they, in these situations? I guess it's somewhat obvious they're going into, they have no idea what they're showing up for, but every case could be an exposure, right? Sure. Yeah. When, as when I was an active EMT and the, the, the hundreds, if not thousands of calls I went on, every call you go on, you don't actually know what you're walking into. Um, and every scenario and situation is different. Um, and you don't know what you're bringing back to your household. Uh, and because this is such a new virus, it's, it's really, um, it's really kind of scary because now you learn new information, especially how airborne it is. Um, it's problematic and that it can live on desks and chairs and things for two to three days. So, um, you know, these folks are really doing everything they can as well as police officers who are entering calls. I mean, you know, we have a few governor Murphy calls them. I think he calls them knuckleheads, a few knuckleheads here and there that, you know, will cough on somebody and, you know, just there's a guy out in Rumson, I got to be careful. Tom DeSino, Tommy DeSino watches your program. He yells at me every time because uh, I go by what the police report says, not by what he said, she said. So, um, but you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a challenge and we really need, everyone just needs to social distance. The most important thing to do is stay home. Go out only if you absolutely have to, if it's important for your work, if it's important for professionally, it's important, something that you got to do it, then go out. Otherwise it's a pretty good deal. Just stay at home, watch TV. <laughs> So we had, we had a couple of, one, Asbury has not had any knuckleheads, so can, can I just, you know, give us a little pat on the back for that one. Um, two, our number, and I'm going to say this now and jinx it, so I'm knocking wood. Um, our numbers are increasing, but we are not, like, for example, Asbury's about 16,000 in population, um, higher than both, like, Red Bank and Eatontown, but a lower, in, you know, positive number. And I'm not suggesting that doesn't mean we don't have more positive people, maybe they haven't been tested, but... Yeah. You know, our number went up probably two people each day for the last two or three days, which I think is is yeah. really amazing for Asbury, especially, you know, Asbury is kind of the wild child in, in Monmouth County. So um, I want to give kudos across the board on that. What I will say our first responders are experiencing, particularly our fire and EMT who are not volunteer and are doing an amazing job is this Spellman system. So um, I'm just going to spend two seconds on it, Vin, and then correct me if I say anything wrong. The county has, has this system that you are, if, if there is a positive, they implement it into this system. And then that way, when um, people are responding to this system, they're alerted to the fact that there has been an exposure at, let's just use my, my house for an example. There has not been an exposure here, but for example, 1201 3rd. But the problem our EMT and fire are having is you take, we have so many high rises, which, which m much of Monmouth County doesn't, but, you know, between Asbury Towers, Phillips Seaview Towers, Robinson Towers, Lumley, um, you know, six senior towers, when they're putting the address in, um, 
and there's and it says let's just say exposure at Asbury Towers that requires all of our fire to go in completely dressed um, even though there's 450 units in Asbury Towers and they very well may not be responding to a positive case, right? It could be, you know, but, but there's no separation for units. So this has been an ongoing battle, I know, with Garrett Guyberson Jr., our OEM, and the county um, trying to kind of figure out how to be respectful of HIPAA, but also understand this is a pandemic and, you know, the more information in this scenario, the better, um, anything, any thoughts about like what's ha the, 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 the HIPAA kind of, and I, and I don't want to say hiding behind it, but, but this constant, like, well, I can't do that because of HIPAA. I can't do that because of HIPAA. I kind of see that in terms of names, obviously, but it seems like everything falls back on. I can't do that because of HIPAA. Are you hearing yeah, that anywhere other than I, I think it's fair. Um, I think, uh, one of your colleagues actually raised a uh, really good how with the county, um, Councilwoman Chapman, Eileen uh, Chapman, and did a really good job of, uh, of of putting that out there. I'm hopeful that the reporting will get better if it hasn't already. Um, I know that originally they weren't even planning on reporting town by town, and they changed that position. So uh, yeah, there's there's got to be. Uh, I'm not an attorney. There's got to be a way to not give the name and information and but make sure that the first responders feel safe where they're going and at least have the most amount of information possible. Um, but it's something that I've, I've made, you know, made that request directly with the county. And um, I'm, I'm hopeful that they've been receptive. And I know that your police department, fire department has kind of raised it a, a good deal. Um, and it's only fair that they have, they know what they're walking into. And I want to be in this pandemic has made it truly made me uh i try to hold everybody in the best possible light even if you're somebody i don't like i'm like i'm gonna hold your concern in the best possible light during the pandemic and then i'm gonna go back to not taking your calls after this pandemic <laughs> um but holding everybody in the best possible light in this pandemic and really trying to hold the county um in the best possible light. I feel like once this is over, I'm hoping there's gonna be like kind of round table discussions on if this is ongoing, if this is gonna come back in the fall, if this is yeah. gonna come back in the winter. Here's here's what we, you know, we, we're obviously Asbury's kind of writing down what what's working and what isn't. Um, you know, at the end of this, are you, are you feeling like there's gonna be some, some round table discussions on how to do it better? Oh. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, uh, I, I have found the freeholder director, specifically Tom Arnone, extremely responsive. And he has been uh, not just responsive, receptive. We've talked about how to coordinate technology, but also tracking. Monmouth County has a unique situation where it's county health. I think Asbury is one of the 28 towns in county health. They also have a regional health. Freehold has their own health department, but Alpen has their own health department. And there's a lot of confusion. And I think that's going to be one of the big things after this to try to get one coordinated communication system. Um, and I think that will hopefully make uh, life easier, but it absolutely has to happen. We're seeing a lot of flaws in the process uh, right now. So yeah, I would say Tommy's been great and Sue, Sue Kylie's been great because she's kind of been at a lot of these meetings as well. I think for us, it, it was one, I'm, I'm happy we're part of the county system. And, I, and don't quote me on this, but there's say 27 or 28 towns part of the county system. And then this whole slew of other towns that are not part of it that have or share their individual um, health person, health officer. So that's been, you know, I, I think difficult for the county as well. And it's certainly a learning experience here in Asbury. Yeah, and to your other point on Asbury doing good, knock on wood. Um, knock on that, wood, let's not a, it. It is a credit, and the mayor, as well as you and others, got some criticism for being aggressive early, but I think, as I told John Moore that day, he called it, he said that history will judge you right. You're doing the right thing if you save one life as a result of this. And fortunately, because the leadership that Asbury and Jersey City and Hoboken and these towns took, it, it took a big impact. I think without a doubt, that's a reason why your numbers are better I'll, I'll tell you, without naming other towns, they take it less seriously. They're, they're better now, don't get me wrong. Two weeks ago, a week ago, it was hard to, hard to get them to take it as aggressive as they were taking it now. And I, now I think they are starting to see the seriousness. When we're averaging between New Jersey and New York, a thousand people dying a day, I don't know how they don't take it seriously. And is that like, so what do you think, what, like, can you kind of pinpoint where you thought towns started to take this more seriously? 
Was it the increase of deaths or? I think everyone, maybe everyone here, I mean, you and Joe, you might have uh, know somebody or connected to somebody who has COVID-19, who, who may have passed from COVID-19, but at minimum has it. I, I know at least 20 or 30 people. Um, and I think that starts playing a role when more and more people start, when it starts hitting you personally, you got to get away from this theory that this is just some big government conspiracy to try to, you know, this, this is affecting everywhere. I have a small business. I've lost 45% of my uh, clients um, and I'm still trying to keep a payroll of, of 14. And I applied for that same PPP loan. Like this is not fun for anybody involved in this process. This is awful. But the end of the day is the, are the actions we're taking save one life. And if it does, it's worth it. Yeah, I think I, 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 you know, we all know people who have it. But it, it, additionally, I have a friend who's an, an ED, emergency room nurse at, um, in Manhattan. And we have like every week we have like, uh, you know, like people have been doing like um, group Zoom happy hours. So we've been checking in with her once a week. And each week uh, okay. she looks a little more haggard like uh, and, and the stories are harrowing. You know, so three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when we just started the lockdown, she was already like, we don't have space for people. So it's when you hear, when you, so when you talk to people on the front lines and they're, and they give you the story about how, you know, traumatic everything, you know, as a, as a practitioner, it is, I have less patience over time for people who are not taking it seriously, um, who think it's a, a hoax. And um, it's, um, it's really a distressing situation that we have this, you know, um, one faction of the country sort of rooting for this to be fake, which is an odd thing. And I've had, you know, um, it was supposed to be over in April, Joe. Oh, you told me that, Amy. I mean, I'm disappointed. So, <laughs> so but anyway, I, I, you know, so for getting the firsthand uh, reports from frontline responders really sort of sh shocked me because um, there was, a, you know, I heard about, you know, her, her report was a little ahead of some of the news reports, you know, and um, so maybe I'm lucky in that regard that I heard it, but it's hard, it, you know, it's hard to not take it seriously now. Um, well, now, but three yeah. weeks into it, but Amy. So um, I'm going to bring up two quick things and then we're going to fire you with questions because we started this podcast to humanize city employees to people because. I like that. Yeah, Vin's, so, Vin's our first non-Asbury person, so you are our first. So hey, I'm there a lot though. <laughs> yeah, honorary. Um, honorary. You are <laughs> our first non-Asbury. And last week I had on a woman named Kelly Irving who works at Mammoth Medical and is a trainer, and she was really interesting. And she's going to tie into the other thing I'm saying because she works in labor and delivery. So and today I'm walking through Wanamasa. And I'm only walking through Wanamasa because we shut our boardwalk down, right? So I didn't even know Colonial Terrace or Wanamasa really existed other than to drive through them to get to wherever I needed to get. So I'm walking through these towns and I run into my midwife who, who <laughs> I, you, you know, do. obviously, right? I, I'm like, hey, hey, Patty Brown. And um, so Heather and I run into her and I'm like, well, how's things at um, the, her, her practice is like midwives of Avon or something like that. And she's describing to me like the most harrowing experiences of midwives trying to like keep on their gear, pregnant women trying to give birth with gear on. And as somebody who, who did not have an easy birth, um, like puke and left and right. So then you need a new mask every time you've puked into the mask. So I, Heather and I run into her when we're walking through Wanamasa and you know, this is affecting like different medical departments in such different ways that it, I, 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 it didn't even occur to me about people giving birth until we, we, we interviewed Kelly and then I ran into Patty Brown and they're describing to me um, this just horrible experience in, in, in doing, you know, giving birth during this pandemic. So Kudos to everybody in labor and delivery and pregnant women who are going through this shit. I just had yeah. to tie that in. Sorry. Yeah, every, I mean, everyone, you know, but you know, everyone, like, I'm getting fish deliveries from local 130, right? Those guys are, are, are crushing it. You know, um, pizza places staying open. So, you know, we're trying to support Pasta local. Pasta is crushing it and Medusa's crushing it. And Medusa's Toast is crushing it. it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all, those are, those, those, those people the, are all crushing it. The people, staff and Wegmans, everybody, you know, 
Well, the customers at Wegmans. Customers, I'm talking about the staffers. The, the staff, staff are amazing, but the yeah. customers. But yeah. I, I'm going to give one more example. So my mom, who probably didn't take this very seriously initially, um, which was ironic because she's in her 70s, and I was like, you're not getting the ventilator, Ma, so you should probably take this shit seriously, right? <laughs> yeah. So she goes to ShopRite, and um, a man comes up to her, and I got her a mask because she wouldn't buy a mask. So I get her a mask, and a man comes up to her and says, um, you didn't pinch the nose, right? You know, there's that wire on the on the N95s. And, she, you know, she's, like, irritated. Like, don't tell me what to, you know, whatever. And she comes home, and she's telling me and Heather, and I'm like, you know, that guy was, like, trying to save your life, Ma. Like, he was, like, legit trying to save your life by telling you to pinch your mask. So she wants him to go jump, right? Yes. No, bless <laughs> Amy, Amy, we have to be mindful of Vince's time. I think. Okay. He's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm good Vin? for like 15 minutes. But to, okay. to Amy, to your point just earlier on the um uh, on being nice to people. Yeah. I mean, I I'm like you. I'm recognizing people are going through a really shitty time, an awful time, and they are life is dramatically different. And um, <laughs> whether it's a restaurant, whether it's an individual, whoever it is, just trying to trying to help them see what get through it. I mean, there's not much else you can do but sympathize with them. And uh, so I said this, and, and Joe wasn't on this podcast, but I would say 90% of the people in Asbury Park have been amazing. And I will tell you, people who hate my guts, who hate me with every ounce of their being, and there's are, a lot, Amy. are Wait. complimentary <laughs> during this pandemic. So I'd say 90% of people in Asbury Park have been great. But I will say that 10%, there has been 10% that has just been really, really awful. So I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't know what to make of that. Like that, the, a small percentage, but the, the percentage while small, there's a viciousness to it. I so, use a, um, it's a mobile application called Headspace. Okay. And it's for like, you meditate and it makes you feel I better. I know, your wife always tries to get me to meditate. <laughs> Trust me. Like, so Joe's a meditator. Oh my you God. You can just, you can just, um, you know, ignore those people. Not ignore, that's not friendly, <laughs> but take it in and be okay with it. So I make a list and then I put their name on it. And when I die, they can't come to my funeral. And I got that idea <laughs> from the best, who is John Moore. <laughs> oh, okay. man. All right. So, so anyway, do I do Joe is a, is a meditator. He runs the Zen group in Esbury park. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those people are suffering them, themselves. They too. are. And I'm trying to be kind. I really am. But whew. Okay, then favorite movie. Uh, favorite movie, The Godfather. What? No, no hesitation. That usually stumps people. Yeah. That always stumps people. Yeah. Um, uh, can you introduce me to Hillary Clinton? <laughs> I don't know her. Okay. <laughs> well, we got to go. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> what does the senator get you if you can't introduce me to Hillary? Goddamn. You if you haven't watched, you should watch the, her documentary on Hulu. It's really amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Joe, did you watch her documentary? No, right now, I can't watch anything more. Like, I am watching the, like, the most used fluff. Like, I cannot watch anything that's remotely serious. Uh, it's the only way I can make it through. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, I'm reading like sci-fi, like nothing related to actual reality. So I'm going to wait to enjoy that one. Uh, you got to watch TV. It makes your life better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I'm watching Crash. Like that's, I'm like, you know, oh, what I am watching, <laughs> if you haven't watched it, the best show, uh, Rudy and I binged Repair Shop on Netflix, which is a British like 25 minute, just people bring broken things to a repair shop, like a clock and a guy fixes it. And <laughs> it's like great British breaking show. Nothing really happens. Like, well, they fixed the clock. It's really fat. So that's about the level of I can handle right now. So, so you and I do it the exact opposite way. Cause I am watching every pandemic apocalyptic <laughs> zombie movie on the planet. So I have rewatched contagion. I always say the name of that wrong, but that was hands down the most brilliant 28 days later. Um, outbreak. Uh, f- there was a, a Korean movie called Flu that was really good. So at night, I watch movies about horrible pandemics, which probably says something unhealthy about me. No, I'm joining the Disney Channel just for like Cinderella and stuff like that. It's I have funny. a login if you need it. I do have okay. a login for a Disney Channel. Okay, we'll it. cut that out. Okay. Um, okay, favorite book, Vin? Uh, favorite book from when I was a kid, Catcher in the Rye. Okay. 
Favorite TV show? Um, I love sitcoms. All the sitcoms. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, Friends. Who's your favorite local politician, Vin? <laughs> Amy Quinn, Deputy Mayor of Asbury Park. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, can you introduce me to Elizabeth Warren? I'm a state senator, not a federal. Yeah. I got no pull. Jesus Christ. I can help you uh, with uh, getting in like the DMV line if you want to get like in the top 10 or something. Like, if you need anything, let me know. That's all I got. Oh, then before we end this podcast, though, can you just give handles like your handle where people should be going? Because I will give I'm going to give you credit that your uh, email blasts are super duper helpful, like okay. concise and like to the point. Uh, really good job with your email blast. Thank you. Uh, Twitter handles Vin Gopal, V-I-N-G-O-P-A-L. If anyone wants to be on our email list, about every day or every other day we do a COVID-19 blast, just email sengopal at njleg.org and we will add you to the database. We have about 10 or 12,000. Actually, we have like a 1,500 from Asbury Park alone. It's one of our higher towns um, of residents on the email list. So uh, join in and we'll send a lot of good information that hopefully you won't think is spam. And I have a question, Vin, before you leave, is there anything that you're working on that you think people, that you would like people to know about? Um, well, we had a, a lot of really good stuff before this COVID-19 stuff happened. Um, right now, the goal is to uh, make sure our healthcare workers have every resource possible and to make sure testing is, um, uh, is where it is. I have to say, I'm a pretty... Uh, although I'm a registered Democrat and a former Democratic County Chair, I found in the last year some of my better friends in the legislature actually end up being Republicans, and I've, I've been a lot less partisan. Uh, I've battled with the governor and the Senate president on different issues who are both of my parties, Senate president very publicly on shore rental tax, the governor on minimum wage for small businesses. I wanted to carve out for them. But in this specific scenario, I really think the governor has done an incredible job. He has led. I support his parks decision. I support every everything he's done. I think uh, Governor Cuomo this morning on his thing said, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion, myself included, but facts are a whole different thing. And facts matter. Data matters. Research matters. And Governor Murphy has everything in this pandemic. He has followed science, data, research from the commissioner who's done a really good job. And we're all going through a difficult time. And so our goal, one, is to make sure that we protect as many New Jerseyans as possible, that 9 million. And two, is to get our economy back and make sure everybody's situation uh, is where it should be. If anybody has any problems who's listening to your Comcast, please reach out to me. We have some incredible, incredible nonprofits. I always like to give Kim a shout out at Fulfill. Uh, we sent 30 volunteers today to, to put some signs up for her. She's doing an incredible job. As you know, I love Kim. Yes, um, you do. And uh, there are, they're doing an incredible job as far as people that have food insecurities right now. It's anonymous, they'll help, um, and, and it's really, really a great thing. Um, they're also, by the way, for any of your restaurants hearing, they have a great program fulfilled with restaurants where they will essentially hire the restaurant to do a food plan. So they might pay your restaurant 10 or $15, you do a bunch of meals, and they will put those meals towards uh, families that are in need right now. If anybody has any issues with, with Comcast, Cablevision, New Jersey Natural Gas, JCPNL, anything that you're having right now, please just reach out and I will call you personally or my staff will. Uh, if I don't get to you immediately, we will connect with you and make sure that we help you through whatever challenge you may have that's not your fault during these next few months so we can all get through this together. Thanks, Vin. Thanks for taking the time. Thank, Thank you very much. So much. Stay safe. All right. Yep, later, alligators. Too.